Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. from Boston. Petey, seeing all the fallout of this Louis C.K. shit, I am sure you are praying that your fridge knows how to keep its mouth shut, huh, kid? Otherwise, your little Kevin James gig's gonna be history. Lord, uh... Pete and Sebastian Show, we're back on, don't you know, oh yeah, what's up bro, Sebastian Maniscalco on the other end of the line, I'm Pete Corielli, bro, how are you? We are good, we are coming at you with an unbelievable show, I've heard from a few people, including my own mother, that last week's show sucked, Shit. 41 minutes long. Uh, people were asking, did we run out of stuff to talk about? I feel like we let the fans down. And there's shows sometimes where whatever the reason, I don't know. It just uh, it dies, and uh, you got to give us uh, a little slack. Yeah. Yeah, there was no two ways about it. You know, on Fridays, I usually wake up in the morning, and I'm like, oh, man, the show was fun. I, I'm looking forward to the listeners hearing it and getting some tweets and feedback and busting balls. But I woke up last Friday, and I was like, oh, I want to crawl in a hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I knew that was a little light. I knew, it was, I, we, I knew that was, uh, you know, it was my biggest moment was talking about the gospel singers. <laughs> but we're back, and we're big today. Yeah, back and big. Uh, you started talking off the air and, yeah. uh, about an email yeah. or something that you got from a yes. f- listener. What, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. You sound good right now, and that's very important. You sound you sound awake and with us because, bro. I got the, I get this email, and I'm not making fun of this guy. I'm actually excuse me, I saw my mouth. I'm actually uh, I'm glad we're having this on air because I want this gentleman to hear this. He listens to the cast, and I want him to understand it's not a big deal. But nevertheless, he was at one of his shows, and he sends me an email, and I'm basically totally paraphrasing, but he says, huge fan of Sebastian, seen him multiple times, and my wife treated me to see him, uh, the big show at a theater where we paid the, the top dollar so we could meet him after the show, and uh, we were up front, I was dying laughing, loved the whole show, and then with about seven minutes left, I mean, that's specific, that's how specific he was, I wasn't laughing. I didn't, you know, I still thought the show was so funny, but it was getting late and we had a babysitter and, you know, and I was just a couple things on my mind. And then he pointed me out and said something like, don't worry, sir, Uh, you can unfold your arms. We'll be out of here soon or something like that. And he goes, and then he, you know, went off and did a bit about me. Now, I don't even know the bit, but bro, knowing you, it's not mean spirited. So there's no concern with that. But afterwards... He's like, then I got to meet him, and I was so mortified about what happened during the show because he's a big fan. He doesn't want to give you the wrong impression. 
And then he went up to you with his wife, and there were so many people because the people that were meeting me after our show and the people that were meeting him for the next show were all there at once. And I know he was so busy, and I got up, and I had my one moment with him, and I brought that up. And then he said to me, uh, oh, you know, you were just in the middle. So don't worry about it. what he said that you said. And I'm reading this going, I get it, you know. He's just saying, you were up front. Yeah, you know, I'm We did a thing. It was fun. Yeah. But he yeah. took it as, oh, I let him down and, and I felt so bad. And, and, and I was just so mortified that I, I, I couldn't even keep the picture. I had to delete the picture I took with Sebastian, which I'm reading this going, guy, what are you doing? If nothing else. You got that picture to tell that story the rest of your life. It's it's funny that all this angst you went through for no reason at all. No, and no the, reason at all. And, well, then here's the end. This is why I brought the whole thing up to you. Then it says, uh, and I know he had two shows at night because I listened to the podcast. And I know he had more shows the next day. And he was going to this city and that city. And he was so funny, but he looked tired. And I'm just concerned for him. And I hope that you're looking after him. And if you heard the phone message I would have left you, you would have heard that I said, yeah, yeah, I'm talking him into bed every night looking after him. <laughs> I just sped home from here and snuck out of work so I could do the pot. I'm working till we're all working. Pete, you got to turn your thing down. I'm sorry. Oh, there we go, Lou. All right. God forbid <laughs> I have a rant. God forbid I do what I do. This would be like, uh, you know, telling uh, it's little not Arnold. A, it's not a good rant. Don't say, if what, what are you talking about, Willis? It's, it's my thing, <laughs> Lou. I rant. It's what you talk about, Willis. Get the line right and fix your mic. No, I'm sorry. I didn't want to text you. <laughs> did Did you go completely silent, silent Pete? Oh, oh, is there it? Is that better? Continue no. with your brilliance. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so so I guess the biggest and the most important thing to be said here is, are you okay, Sebastian? I am okay. Uh, let me address the uh, the gentleman's uh, yes grievance. I don't even know if it's a grievance. It's just uh, a yeah. guy felt like he was singled out. What sometimes happens in stand-up comedy is uh, a variety of things. One of the things, and I don't remember this show, and I faintly remember maybe pointing this guy out. I just don't exactly know where and when it was. But sometimes what happens uh, is I will need a little time to maybe find out where the next act or the next bit I'm going to do you ever come to a point in your, your your act where you play with the audience but it's more of a stall technique there's times when you do it purposely and then there's times where you do it organically and you see something and you make a comment on it uh whatever forever the reason I tend to point out people that look disinterested in the show when I'm performing whether it be a folded arms a yawn uh, you know, sometimes you ever look at the audience, you just know someone's either their head somewhere else, maybe they're not getting it or whatever, and I will point that person out and kind of make them, you know, just a little something, a little crowd work, right? I'm yeah. breaking your balls a little bit, that's all. I'm only kidding yeah. with you. Yeah, exactly. So it, it wasn't to, to be mean-spirited, it was just to... Uh, to play around with the audience a little bit and then pop back into the act. And if I see something on the spur of the moment, I'll react to it. And the guy could have been just enjoying the show, and then the, the moment I looked at him, his arms were folded, and he was wondering, what am I going to get my wife for Christmas because she bought me these tickets? It could have been that moment, 
and then boom, we're off to the races. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing where I got offended. It's no. just something that I think everybody could kind of relate to in the audience. Uh, everybody's been at a show where they've been a little maybe disconnected from the performance, and I sometimes bring that to light. So. No harm, no foul on that. As far as looking tired, I agree, bro. I don't know what's going on, but uh, there's times where I get off the stage, I look in the mirror, and I go, Jesus, did, did someone transplant my face? I look like somebody threw me out of an airplane. It don't well, look I mean, right, man. I, I'm, I mean, sometimes the travel, the air, the this and that gets to me. By the time I get on stage, I look a little haggard. At our age, and any dad will tell you, People only bring up my appearance if I don't look tired. Like, they go, wow, you look good. <laughs> I mean, I always look like I'm asleep on my feet, man. Tired is just the norm now. I mean, it's like, you're right. You come home from a trip. We took Seraphine on the last trip, and I got to tell you, man, wow. Traveling with a baby is no joke. I mean, from sitting on the airplane to back and forth to changing diapers to breaking stuff down, strollers, get gunny sack, uh, hanging off my wife's chest, throw up on your pants. It's nonstop. There's no naps, man. You can't catch any Z's on a plane anymore. It's tough. It's tough. It's totally tough. Once a baby goes to sleep, especially in a hotel room, when she's like in the the crib in the hotel room, it's like, uh, what's that game? Uh, the the doctor and you're trying not to hit the sides operation man operation you're walking around you're walking <laughs> around the room and if your wife like uh, or myself if i drop something on accident the other yeah. person's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> it takes a steady hand because if you touch the side <laughs> one little thing could wake the <laughs> yeah. baby up and the night's destroyed threats are made my wife will whisper guy if she fucking wakes up right now if you fuck him you know you know but this guy you know i know i'm making light of it the gentleman who sent the email but i'm only making light of it is because i I find a guy it's the exact opposite of what you think you you shouldn't be mortified or feel anything other than you had a moment with someone you admire and are a big fan of and that's awesome and you should have saved that photo and tell that story because i'm telling you as Sebastian just said, he didn't think twice of it. It's all part of the show, and he's going with the flow and in the moment. And you had a moment, guy. You had a moment. Yeah, I don't know what the hell the problem was. That guy should not have walked away from that experience feeling bad at all. It was fun. No. It's in the spirit of comedy, and it's breaking balls. It's 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 uh, you know it's it's what comedy's about. Overall, though, you uh, particularly don't respond well to to someone not liking. You happen to be a comedian, but you could be a chef. And if you look through the kitchen door and saw one person grimace at your spinach, you go to the made D, get him the fuck out. Get him the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck out of the building. I, I mean, the other day we got one tweet, and I don't know how long, God bless, at least I haven't seen the bad ones, of some guy who, who even said in his tweet he's a fan of both of our stand-up, but thought our show was bad, didn't like our, our radio show. And I saw it and it annoyed me, but of course I get it. I get I, you take a screensaver of it, text it to me, and all you write is, "You see this? <laughs> <laughs> you do not respond well. You know you're highly entertaining, and if someone doesn't seem entertained, you're like, what exactly is? Somebody better have died within a half hour of my show, because this is not making sense. Oh man, 
funny. Uh, yeah, I might react a little bit too too <laughs> off off center when somebody uh, criticizes what we do. I, I, I get a little agitated, but uh, I just take a lot of pride in our in our show. And if somebody bashes it, everybody's entitled to their their own opinion as long as it's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck, Lou? Lou, what the fuck just happened to Pete? (laughs) That was that was a perfect storm, bro. I can't throw stones in glass houses. That was a perfect storm. (laughs) I happened to be doing something. I uh, uh, right at the same exact moment, you hit me with a very hard laugh. So, uh, as they say in Pulp Fiction, should we bring out the gimp? (laughs) 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 We got him on the line, Lou. (laughs) We sure do. Oh boy! Oh, thanks for coughing. I'm on nothing, bro. You're telling me my fridge is gonna press sexual harassment charges. Yeah, well, that, that's a true statement. What's up, though? Uh, this is the first time the four of us have all been together. I mean, this is gonna be fun. Is this is this the first time we've actually had Jimmy on the show? No. Lou Lou hit out the last time. He wasn't there. It was just us three, and then Lou chimed in with his uh, drops later on. Oh, that's right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen who may not know, the voice you're barely hearing, Jimmy, this is your big moment, and you're on some bullshit line. We can barely hear you, but (laughs) Jimmy from Boston is on faintly in the the background. Wait wait to seize the day, baby. Dude, I got a cell phone. Lou asked me if I had a landline like I was his grandmother. Who has a landline? (laughs) A grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy sounds better on the messages. Mm-hmm. I know. I agree. So anyway, we got Jimmy from Boston. It is time uh, for the finally, oh, for the um, contest, Lou? Game. I thought that, <laughs> sorry, game was the one. I thought game was the one we couldn't say. I'm sorry. You're right. This is not a contest. It's just a game. There are no prizes that you win, so don't stay on the line and wait to hear anyone tell you that you're getting anything. because Oh, they don't win shit? Oh, good, because you know they're going to all be horrendous, right? No, seriously, seriously. Um, so for legal purposes, uh, it, it's, it can only be a game. Uh, Lou, do you want to explain that? Yes, you're saying exactly everything you're not supposed to say. <laughs> Word for word, what I said, don't say. But uh, I got an opening. Pete, turn down your, uh, pull your mic away from your face, and I will uh, have a produced open for you right now. All right. Okay, let's go. To myself, I go, looks like your car runs on lies. Yeah! Take a walk! Yeah! Oh, is J.J. Watt your new friend now? Yeah! It's time for everyone's favorite game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound like Sebastian. Here's DJ Lou. All right. You guys still with me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, now I'm all nervous. Uh, I got Bro, did he just make an intro and take over the show? I know. I know. <laughs> Is that what There he goes. Was yeah, he supposed well, to throw that to us, man? <laughs> the show within a show. Take over, kid. It's going to be very informal. If you like it, if it makes you laugh, if you think it's good, you give it a score from one to five. Now, are we all judges? Every one of us is going to be a judge? 
Uh, yeah, basically, what we have here is, as we said, for anyone tuning in, we have um, uh, impressions of Sebastian. Some are going to sound like him. Some are going to do other things where they just imitate other parts of him. We judge individually. All of us will judge one to four. I think it's a little easier, Lou. Uh, no half points. And uh, I'm sorry, you said one to five. We'll do that. That's fine. No half points. Four. Who does one to four? I'm doing it like the movies. Four stars. Anyway, it's one to five, and... It's just based overall on what you're feeling. If you if you enjoyed it uh, for whatever reason, there's no boundaries to it. And Lou, we got no females calling up doing a Sebastian. No, not one tried it. No, no uh, kidding. I mean, I got a couple in my office that do impressions of them. That's surprising, huh? What do you say we get started? All right. Now, didn't you say you had a few that didn't even make the first round? Yeah, very good. I uh, I made a little montage of the guys that didn't make it. And oh, let's hear those. Brandon Bristol calling from London, Ontario. So Lana and I got a new doctor. We call him Hot Doc. I went in for a physical and pulled down my undershorts, and my dick was the smallest I've ever seen it. It looked like a mushroom cat. Boy, was I embarrassed. Have you heard about the lonesome loser beaten by the queen of hearts every time? This is Jadie from Phoenix, Arizona. Take a walk, Jimmy D? Yeah. This guy? This guy. Not only don't he get the tires from you, you slash his tires now. Nate from Brentwood, California. Sebastian's here! Looks like your car drives on live. Hey, my name's Chris Shady. What happened to macho guys? I go into the bar, I see these guys drinking apple martinis, a little green drink with an apple floating at the top. You go to the bar and you get yourself a beer or something that tastes like gasoline. Dan Doyle, Buffalo. What are you doing here? It's a party. <laughs> and we have to eat alcohol. Okay, that's it. You understand where we're going with this, right? Yeah, <laughs> I like I gotta tell you, I like Danny Doyle at the end going going the Sebastian Air route, where there's a lot of <sighs> All right, Sebastian, you ready to kick this puppy off? Let's do it. See what we got. Let's... Does everybody have a pen? Let's say yes. <laughs> okay, the well, fuck? well, I got one. <laughs> okay, Lou. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I love you. I'm sorry. I do have a pencil, actually. I'm ready to go. I'm not going to be in it. You guys just give it a score from one to five after I play it, okay? Sounds good, brother. Okay, here is uh, Anton Garovich. And I don't know. I don't know if you ever had this happen to you. A mysterious tattooed ex-felon comes charging at you at your car. Hey, man, hey, man, do you want us to fix those fucking dents? Hey, 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 guy, I don't want you to touch nothing that don't belong to you. This is Anton Gurvich. Hey, off we go. Give him a score from one to five. I, I, I will. Uh, first of all, I love that they leave their names. I think that takes balls because I don't know if I'll put my name on some of these. 
But uh, Antoine was the one who just did that. Uh huh. The first one, I'm going to go three. All right, Jimmy's got a three. By the way, I want to say to everyone who called up, thank you for being a part of it, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Having said that, I'm going one on Anton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to judge because sometimes oh, okay. I, don't, I, I don't know what the hell I sound That's like. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, Maybe Lou. So my, my, um, my numbers might be off. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy and, and give this guy a three. But just to kind of hit back to what we were saying before, uh, the people that we played didn't make it are probably going to send you an email, Pete, bitching and complaining that we called them out just like the guy in the show. So be prepared. Be prepared for about five emails coming your way. That's Lou. That's not on me. That's on Lou. <laughs> well, you see, that's why it's just, it's just a game and not a contest. So legally, we are fine. Yeah, there you go. No one's winning anything anyway. Here's Daryl in Buffalo. Hello, my name is Daryl. I'm from Buffalo, New York. Lou, you're telling me you worked at a bar and the bartender turned off the jukebox for black people after nine? What? What? Why would you do that? That's all I have. Sorry. Love the show. Go Yankees. Pete, go Fredonia. All right, I'll start off. Uh, I want to go back and give Antoine a two because I have to give that guy a one. <laughs> I, I agree. That was a one. That guy sounded like he had a stuffed up nose. I wouldn't even know he was doing Sebastian if Sebastian was standing right next to him and he was pointing at Sebastian. Plus he apologized at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimmy? I, it's crazy. I love the listeners. They've always been good to me. So I, I feel I feel bad having the shit on them. But I, that was just uncomfortable. Like being a kid and over here and your parents having sex uncomfortable. I mean, that's a one. All right. All right. One's across the board. One's across the board. Is that an edit, Luke? No, it's not an edit. <laughs> Pete calls for the edits, not me. <laughs> I just wanted to say it. All right. Here comes Don Rigatone. Hey, Big Sebastian. What do you want? I got an orange Nobody's got orange Throw that at a chick. Hey, you want a glass of orange You got an orange Hey, I got it. Sit down. Okay. Wow, well, the enthusiasm, I respect that. I'm, I'm giving a solid three just right out of the gate because I enjoyed the enthusiasm. And uh, you got to love the last name. Uh, uh, Jimmy? I agree, yeah. He had good energy, but I guess when you compare him to the – I'm going to give him a three just for effort. Okay, it's two threes, Sebastian. A lot of energy. I really appreciate it. Not going to be as generous as these guys. I'm going to give the guy a two. Love you, reggaeton. But the way you said that joke, I have to actually look back at it and go, was that even funny to begin with? <laughs> yeah, well, I think he said Orangina about seven more times than you do in a bit. Yeah, I cut him off. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was repeating himself at one point. I mean, what, did he make that out of red light? I mean, come on. Did anyone put any effort into this shit? I told you guys, everybody is not Rich Little. Like, they, they just do it in their own voice. They're just... Don't make me feel guilty for honesty, Lou. All right. By, by the way, can we take a moment and uh, acknowledge that Lou 
made a Rich Little reference? <laughs> what the fuck? Holy shit. Well, we're all 40-year-olds 40 40 year here. 40-year-olds? I mean, Jesus. Well, you couldn't think of George Burns quick enough? <laughs> That's right. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night. All right. This guy forgot to leave his name, but let's just try him out anyway. Right off the bat, Pete. I need your opinion on this as a homeowner. Lou, feel free to chime in on this one as well. We've been looking for some help at the house with the termite situation and other miscreants attempting to invade my home. And hear me out on this one. For only three grand a month, there's a lady who will come to the house and sleep in the attic and keep an eye out for any bugs that enter the premises. They call her the Attic Lady, and she starts on Tuesday. That guy's just making, that guy's just making fun. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry for laughing on his last line. Did he say at the end, she starts on Tuesday? <laughs> he sure did. Holy shit. And she starts on Tuesday. <laughs> That is fantastic, oh, man. Oh, that's good, oh. man. All right, so oh. Pete gives a five. That's five. a five to me. Oh, so I thought he was like Sebastian doing Woody Allen, but he had great material, so fuck it, I'll give him a five. What'd yeah. you think, Sebastian? You do no, five. Yeah, I just uh, the the joke was funny on itself to to get a five. Oh. Are there uh, are there still more to go, Lou? Yeah, we got three more, and from what I remember, they're good. Jesus. Oh, I hope so, because if anyone heard last week's show, right now we're about to hit a white lady's plate of bells with the gloves on. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. This is a tough follow. This is a tough follow. All right, here's Ryan Neal. So the bell comes out, and uh, I take a quick glance. want to take the lead on this one i give him a four uh i thought it was funny the voice was not i give him a four yeah i gotta say i don't know if it's just because the original first few were just horrendous and this guy stepped it up this is one of the better ones i gotta say at the end it just seems like it's getting stronger like you said Lou. so i'll go four yeah i'll be honest too man the closest deli to me is a mexican deli and i bought beers and i'm drinking 24 ounce buds and I'm almost done with the first can, so they're getting... I, I don't know if it's the beer or if they're getting funnier or a combo or both. Uh, high, high end of a four, bro. High end of a four. What the hell is the high end of a four? I mean, it was really good. Just just not quite as good as the other guy, you know? I mean... You're going to keep your like a five in your back pocket. You're going to run out of time because you know that there's no fives coming. Bro, you threw out a five earlier on like for no reason at all, like a Democrat. 
it was pity five. What am I supposed to do? Like a Democrat. <laughs> oh, shit. Two more. Uh, Thomas Fowler. Hey, guys. My name is Connor Salas. Pong from Melbourne, Florida. So, uh, Lana and I took the baby to the pumpkin patch this weekend, and uh, we pull up, and they wanted $15 to valet a car. I said, get the fuck $15. They're all going inside, and uh, they got a VIP session. A VIP session. I said, uh, who's coming in here? Jack Skellington? Aren't you on down? I gotta, I gotta give the guy a five for that speed talk underneath this. Bro, I don't know what. Luke, can we get beautiful. that speed? Can we get that speed that talk back? Beautiful. Was, I'm glad you caught that. Lana and I took the baby to the pumpkin patch this weekend, and uh, we pull up, and they wanted fifteen dollars to valet the car. I said, get the fuck a fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, it's like we're watching ice skaters and he just nailed the triple axle reverse. <laughs> you know what I mean? That definitely was a five. Uh, yeah, he's a five. He's a five. We might have, we're going to actually have to have a, a playoff. Tell you, sir, it's not tournament. It's for real. No! We got to have a playoff because I did love that speed talk. But, bro, come on. That attic shit was hilarious. Uh, all right. Let's play the attic again. Let's see what that guy's got. We'll we'll, uh, we'll listen to him back to back. Here comes no name attic lady bit. Right off the bat, Pete, I need your opinion on this as a homeowner. Lou, feel free to chime in on this one as well. We've been looking for some help at the house with the termite situation and other miscreants attempting to invade my home. And hear me out on this one. For only three grand a month, there's a lady who will come to the house and sleep in the attic and keep an eye out for any bugs that enter the premises. They call her the attic lady. And she starts on Tuesday. Come on. I mean, the consistency from front to back is, is... What the, is that number two? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I bought three of these things from the Mexican deli. I gave the guy a ten. He gave me six bucks back. Six. I go what? Yeah, they're like a dollar twenty-five each. I'm like, holy shit! I picked the right deli. Oh god! Listen, the detail, the detail that this guy has. And, and 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 how he put the story together. I love how he threw miscreants in there, even though it's something I would probably never say. Just fits along with kind of the theme of what he was talking about, the three grand, the attic. There was moments in that story that really shined. So I got to give this guy a five. Uh, how, wait, how are we doing this, Lou? Is this something now we, we go up to ten and what's the... No, I think you just, after we hear them you both, you give one. us your final opinion that you think is pick the winner. One. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's okay. play the other guy just so yeah, yeah. keep your mind Can fresh. I add, though, the detail, even when he goes, Pete, I got to ask you as a homeowner, and then he goes, Lou, feel free to chime in to know that Lou's <laughs> renting and doesn't own nothing. Yeah. No disrespect, Lou, but just playing and understanding the detail of, I mean, this guy was on it. Yeah, I could appreciate that. Thomas Fowler. So, uh, Lana and I took the baby to the pumpkin patch this weekend, and, uh, we pull up, and they wanted $15 to valet the car. I said, get the fuck $15. 
Maryland go inside, and uh, they got a VIP session. A VIP session. I said, uh, who's coming in here? Jack Skellington? Aren't you on bond? I have one question for me that'll make in my head, which I won't announce my final decision. When, what does he say? Who's in the VIP section? Jack who? Sparrow tip? Sparrow? I, Skellington? I didn't get that part. I thought maybe it was yeah, a part of his get, act. I didn't know. No, I didn't get that either. Jack Skellington? we got to get the other guy to write his material. That's what we <laughs> now, if, I feel like that Jack is some reference that if I knew it, I'd, I'd, I'd respect it immensely. Or maybe it's something Sebastian said one time on the cast and, and we're not remembering. Jack no. Sparrow? Well, what is he it's saying? Sparrow tip? <laughs> no, I think it's, it's Skeleton. No, it's Skeleton. Let's, let's go right to that part. Oh, Is it even Jack? What's he saying? It, uh, who's coming in here? Jack Skeleton? Aren't you on bond? Jack, Jack Skeleton? Skeleton? I don't know. That's a, see, that's the problem when you don't have a landline. Yeah. Right. Uh, guys, do we have a winner? I think we I do. I think it should be up to Sebastian because both of them were slamming. So uh, not that anyone wins, we're all winners. But uh, I, I gotta go with the I gotta go with the no name guy. Uh, just on consistency, this guy, the last guy, killed me with that speed uh, speed talk. But at the end, it just it, it left me on a low note because no one knows what it was. That's the only reason I'm going with no name. I, but we we got we got three guys here. We gotta we gotta determine this, Pete. Uh man, it's tough because I even like the you know that he's implying that you would go to the valley walking at the fucking <laughs> pumpkin patch. <laughs> I'm going attic guy. I gotta go attic guy. I was oh, crying. Oh man, is that the no name guy? That's yes. the, the attic yeah. guy's. Yep. If you don't leave your name, you can't win. I mean, everybody <laughs> on Twitter is going to say it's them. That was me. Well, was it's me. not a contest me. anyway, man. It's, I guess, which one made you laugh the hardest? Besides, bro, this way we don't got to mail nobody no T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I have his phone number. I'll, I'll find out. Thanks for playing Sound Like Sebastian. Brought to you by Orkin Pest Control. For when you need a confirmed kill. Is Jimmy still there? I love being in, the, in a working position. I'm still here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> should he be? Should he, should he still be here? <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk business on Jimmy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, know, I think I lost him. No, I'm here. I, I'm oh, okay. ready to go anytime you need. Listen, while we have Jimmy on the phone, though, here, uh, why don't we get out of the way here? Because we do this annually around the holidays. Jimmy, why don't you tell us that you... You have any thoughts? Because we don't know what to pretend to get you, but not get you for Christmas this year. That's always a fun conversation. Uh, hey, you... I'll tell you this though. Every, every I'll time. get back. I'll get back to that in a second. I did have people reach out to me already, waiting for their fucking Christmas cards, Pete. How many cards do you send out? Well, it's yeah, it started out just as a joke, but then people actually started sending me their addresses and shit. And it worked out to last year. I had to go out and buy new more cards. It, it, it ended up being like 30, 40, probably something like that. Now I got people requesting it already. I'm like, dude, this was a joke. Uh, now I feel guilty because they, they requested them. I'm like, oh, give me a freaking address. That's crazy. But all right. Well, I'll tell you, man, if, if we want, like, you know, I'll definitely, you know, put up my half here as part of the show to, to, to make sure we get those Christmas cards to every listener of the show that wants a card from Jimmy. And I know I bust your balls probably more than anyone, bro. But uh, I do appreciate 
the calls and, and your participation and everything you do with the show, dude. I don't know. Maybe it's the Christmas music in the background, but <laughs> maybe it's the Mexican lager. But uh, anyway, just wanted to I'll say that. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, Pete. Are we doing, doing Celtic tickets? I mean, what do we do? We all got to go out for a steak dinner at some point. I mean, that's got to happen. That would be Yeah, all right. Everybody take their time answering. That's all right. No. Pete, no, <laughs> you done? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I know. I know. I apologize. You won't shut the fuck up. i sorry. No, no. That's, uh, I think New York would be the spot to do it. I would love it, man. I'm in. You give me enough time, and I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm coming to New York. We'll do it. And to echo what Pete says, I think you're really, really a great part of the show too, and so are you. So are you, Lou. So those are my two compliments for today. <laughs> you guys just hammered out my Christmas gift right there, a month and a half early. <laughs> all right, all right, man, all right Jimmy, we've given you like three jumping off platforms here, guy. <laughs> I'm only kidding, bro. I'm seriously only kidding. The Pete and Sebastian Show. All right, so what do you got, Pete? This last flight, I don't get bumped up to first, which is gross. I'm in my regular seat, and there's a big dude next to me. And he had, bro, you ever have this, like, I go to sit in my seat, and the dude right behind me, as I go to sit down, he's standing up, and he goes, before you even sit down, bro, I'm right in there. I want to save you a trip from hopping back up. And you ever have a guy say, like, one sentence to you, literally one sentence to you, and in your head it makes you think, I bet I, I bet I would uh, enjoy a night drinking beers with that guy. Like you could just tell from one sentence that the guy seems cool. Oh yeah, that's uh, it goes both ways. It could go, oh, this guy yeah. could love have a drink, or this guy needs to be slapped in the head. Yeah, and this was one of those good ones. Like just the way he said it, the way he carried himself, it was like uh, all within the my world of. Uh, Cool guy. I get it. Boom. Nice. He gets in there. I get in there. And even when I go to sit down, based on the way he said I'm in there, I'm like, I bet this guy isn't even an armrest hog. And sure as shit, he doesn't hog the armrest. I don't. There's mutual respect. I put the hat down. He puts the headphones on. We're all going to sleep. Pilot comes on, tells us there's a navigational problem. He needs to turn the plane off for 30 seconds. We're going to go dark, silent. Just to reboot the navigation system, I'll come back on, we'll be good to go, and it should be aligned, and we should go. Now, Sebastian, you've been flying long enough to know, when a pilot tells you they're shutting the engine down and everything's going to go dark for even 30 seconds, you're like, oh, this is this is usually followed with a, with a bad news, folks, right? Yeah, 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 but I, I'm, I'm confused on, is that all it takes? Is this thing like a, a computer where it's just control-alt-delete? And everything refreshes. I mean, if there's a navigation problem, shouldn't we have somebody come out, open up the engine, and see what's going on rather than we're going to turn it on and off? (laughs) You would think, right? But but he was just saying that it's just a little imbalanced, and when we turn it back on, it reboots and resets itself. So, yeah, in uh, in some ways, we are being flown by a Dell laptop computer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> so so now we're laying back, and the pilot comes back on, and luckily he says it all booted up, and now uh, we just got it. We're going to close her up and take off. So I only bring that up because now we were delayed about 25 minutes by that. 
So now we start pedaling out there, you know, uh, uh, taxiing out. And uh, again, 5.40 a.m. flight, so it's dark and quiet. And the dude, about, about Lou's age, across in one row behind me, and he's got both seats to himself. And he hits, I guess he hit the buzzer. I hear ding, but I have my hat over my head, and I'm hearing all this. I have my hat over my head. And uh, the flight attendant comes up to him, a woman, and she goes, uh, I'm sorry, you may have meant to turn your light on, but you hit the thing to call me over. Unless you need me, you just sit there and turn it off. Okay, sweetie? And then she goes to leave, and she goes, what's that? Oh, I don't know what he said, but she goes, oh, okay, I'll go get you some wet, wet, wet cloths, and I'll see if I have some ice. Right? Now, mm. we're taxing out, bro. You hear that right away. You're like, oh, what the fuck? Mm. Why couldn't this shit happen when we were 10,000 feet up, please? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So so I'm totally, as an experienced flyer, just like you, it's just, it's if you fly a lot, you're just so honed in on this shit, right? I'm, I'm, so I have the hat down. I'm like, oh, man, this is not good. This is not good. So we're still taxiing out. And then I hear the flight attendant whispering to the other flight attendant. And I can't hear what she says. She comes back over here. So take these. And, okay, put these on your forehead. And, again, the dude's, like, lose age. So, already, he's a grown man. Well, and well, if wait, it was wait, mid- uh, well, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. How old is Lou? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm the same age as everybody here I'm talking to. I'm 40. I just turned 43. <laughs> you did? Yeah. <laughs> You're 43, Lou? Yeah, bro. Oh, my goodness. That's a rich little reference earlier. The, the kid's fucking 40. stuff on what, Ooh, is Jimmy boy. still here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You didn't hear him say Bro. later, did you? Lou goes, you didn't hear him say later, did you? Holy shit! Hey, I'm only on every what three hundred episodes. I'm hanging in there. I'm up like so you guys hang up on me. Oh God, Jimmy! Go I tell you, boring story. <laughs> you know what? When your wife hears this whole show, Jimmy, she, all she's gonna say is, "I didn't understand you." And if I didn't, the listeners probably didn't either. <laughs> I didn't have a landline. All right, I can't believe that you're 43. I had no idea. This is blowing my mind. Older all right, or younger? So. I, I don't even know what you thought I was. Ah, Lou. Sadly, I thought you were like 35. <laughs> 35. Fuck. Yeah. What? No, I just, uh, that, you know. That's a compliment. All right. All right. Absolutely. You're young and hot, guy. Young and hot. Thank you. All right. So, nevertheless, oh, this man. guy was about 3'5. Flight attendant has given him some wet cloths. And again, I was trying to say, as a grown man, she starts to go, put those on your forehead. And, and I can hear her rubbing his back because he's wearing his winter coat, like a nylon y thing. And right there, like, that was me. I was telling Jackie about it. And I'm like, Dude, I'd be like a flight attendant rubbing my back. What are you, my mother? Just give me the towels and take a walk, as you would say. Take a walk. Beautiful. Then the other flight attendant comes over, another woman, and she goes, here's some ginger ale. I don't know why this woman's so involved with this guy. I agree. I felt it was very motherly or (laughs) aunt-like. And then she comes back over and she goes, listen, sweetie, we're taking off in about five minutes. So while we're still on the ground... You know, you have to let me know how you're feeling right now. And he whispers something to her. And then she goes, oh, okay, well, listen, I've had a a panic attack myself, okay? That's what she says. And, bro, I know, Sebastian, you've had panic attacks. We've discussed them on the show. But I'm sorry, all right? We're going on a 40-minute flight. I'm, like, biting my tongue. And the cool dude I like next to me, he goes, 
oh, man, I wish we were off the ground for this. And I turn to him, and I lift up my hat, and I go, bro, even if they do walk him down the aisle, I can't promise you when he passes me, I'm not going to call him a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy starts cracking up, and I go, are you kidding me? You had 25 minutes to get the fuck off this thing, you know? <laughs> and, and he starts dying, too. And then uh, the... the the woman comes over and she goes, "What do you want to do?" And he gives the nod, like, "Let's let this bird fly." So my heart was relieved. And then you look over and you ever see the smooth Sebastian? The whole flight—you've flown so much, you've probably seen this. You ever see someone take that big winter puffy coat when they have the window seat and they literally cover their entire body so it's like a shell? Oh yeah, I've seen that. One. Yeah. And he don't come out until we touch down and the bell goes off <laughs> to get your bag. And then he just comes out like a turtle sticking his head out of the shell. <laughs> and the guy next to me looks at me and he goes, honestly, I wouldn't even care if he was dead at this point. And I fucking started dying laughing because we're down, baby, we're down. I love so. the, the guys having a panic attack and the lady's like, let me get you a ginger ale, honey. What the fuck is a ginger ale going to do for a panic attack? <laughs> I think I probably went, oh, my God, they're giving me a ginger ale. How embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Have a ginger uh, ale. I've never gotten a ginger ale anywhere but the airplane. But it's, Sebastian, it's, even, <laughs> even on your massive <laughs> classic panic attack that we discussed on the show where you started taking off your uh, jean shirt <laughs> uh, and, and putting a pillow over your bare chest. At the peak of your worst panic attack ever on a plane, if the flight attendant said, do you want us to make an emergency landing, would you ever have said yes? No. All of my panic, only two of them I've had on the plane. Uh, no one knew I was going through it. I kept it to myself, and I dealt with it internally. Uh, no one will ever know that I'm having a panic attack unless I, I, I'm on the middle of the aisle shaking. Now, do you, do you think part of the panic attack is because you know if you made the plane go land, everyone would hate you? So you you so you do have to keep that internal. No, I never even think of that. It's just that I don't want to like make it a bigger ordeal than it already is. So I just keep it to myself. Uh, the one where I was half naked, uh, I just don't know how the hell you tell a woman. You know, my pants are unbuttoned and my shirt is off right now. Do you think you can help me dress myself? I mean, how the hell do you ask for assist on that unless your <laughs> wife is there? You know, I mean, let's I get organized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my favorite part of that story was Lana telling you that you might be a little tight in that new jean shirt, and you <laughs> poo poo with her like, I got it, I got it. <laughs> She's telling you to get that fucking shirt off. Oh, oh God. Man. I still got that shirt. My goal is to fit back into that shirt. I haven't done it in two and a half years. I wanted to also add to the uh, airplane story, and I, I wanted to mention that, um, you know, with all the flying I do, you do, uh, and I don't know if you have these chronic pains like I have, but I do a lot of cross-country flights, L.A., New York, L.A., Cleveland, whatever, and it happens frequently, so my body is taking a toll, back, knee, uh, hip, whatever it might be. Uh, so I got turned on to this thing called Theragun, and this is not a paid ad. This is not something I'm being told to say. It's called a Theragun. Uh, it is a 
basically a massager with attachment. It looks like a uh, a drill that you would drill in nails or what have you into drywall. But it has like this big ball on it. It has this uh, spike if you want to get into like neck places or uh, places in your neck. And I got to tell you, I used it on myself. And uh, this thing is so fantastic that I thought of traveling with it. So how would you feel if you're sitting on an airplane and I whipped out this gun and I started massaging myself? Do you think that's a little too... Uh, aggressive of a move to to, to <laughs> whip out the, the word you're looking for. <laughs> look, 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 you ever on an airplane and your neck hurts or your leg hurts? <laughs> How would you feel if I got got this thing out of the overhead and started like digging into my thigh in my seat with this Theragun? I know. I intended to bring you a ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Do you have a spare drill head so that I could borrow the gun? Yeah, it has a head. It has a, a rubber ball. It's got four different attachments depending on where you want this thing to go. Like, this thing's got like a a real pointy attachment where if you wanted to uh, uh, massage the bottom of your foot, you could get into the crevices. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, see, see. Well, this is what seven, I'm saying. Seven, seven hundred bucks. It's oh, well geez. worth it. Oh, well worth it, you know. Well, I mean, all I'm saying oh, is if... Yeah. It's three massages. Oh. 700 bucks, you should pay Captain Ron or whatever that dude's name is to massage you on the freaking seat next to you. If I could, I would. But this is the <laughs> next best thing to having a, a human being massage you. So I'm, I'm asking, if I took this out and I took it to my calf on the plane to loosen up my calf, would you go, what the fuck is this guy doing? I'm just trying to figure yeah. out what the take is <laughs> on bringing a massage apparatus on the plane and massaging yourself on a six-hour flight. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm being polite, bro. I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, <laughs> even even if you go into Australia and pull that thing out, I would think you're a lunatic. But, but, but it's crazy. And can you even get that through security, TSA? That's what I want to find oh, out tomorrow. Man. I'm bringing this thing because I'm, I'm, I'm going on the road for a little bit. I'm bringing this thing with me, and I want to see at the gate if they'll allow me to bring it on the plane or I have to check this thing underneath. Uh, but if I if I could bring this little attache case on the plane and maybe sneak a massage in the bathroom or something, uh, it, it, I think it would help my, my travels because I'm getting off this plane, man. I, it's it's bad. It's My hip's uh, screwed up, my wing, my, my lat, the whole, the whole back is aching. But this is really some machine you're talking about here, huh? You oh God, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a, a video of the machine up on our Facebook page so listeners get to check it out. Uh, it's it's aggressive. By the way, I wanted to ask you. Speaking of these grooming type stuff, uh, taking care of the body, have you ever done? I saw this at the airport recently. I never did it. Uh, did we discuss this? People putting their feet in the fish tank, and those fish eat their yeah, I've skin? done it. I don't I've know if we it. discussed that. Lou, did we discuss this, Lou? I No, I don't remember that. No, You've, Sebastian said he's done it. I know. We're about to get into that. I just want to make sure we didn't discuss it before. <laughs> so uh, when, bro? At an airport or just in L.A. or where? And dude, what J the fuck? What kind of fish are those? Uh, did it in Japan. And uh, for those of you that haven't done it, I recommend it highly before you pass away. I've been doing shows with you now every week for four years. I never even knew you were in Japan. 
No idea. Lose 43 and you've been to Japan. I, 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 what the fuck? Do I know anybody? <laughs> it's a when USO were you tour I did for the troops. Uh, me, Steve Burns, Sam Tripoli went, I'd say 2000, maybe eight. And uh, they had one of these tanks, and I'm like, I don't know. And they say that those fish, whatever those fish are, I don't know what they're called. I, I, I want to say minnows, but I, I don't know if that's correct. But they uh, they eat all the dead skin uh, off the bottom of your foot and your heel. And Pete, from what I understand, you have yeah. a heel that looks like a rhinoceros uh, uh, skin, right? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, Jackie, uh, last week, my knees, when I was home this past weekend, I took my sweatpants off, and my knees, they were white, guy. You know when you get oh, the white yeah. dry? And you, you she goes, dip your knees into this tank. I'm a dry mess, but did this really get the skin off your feet? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Like, noticeably, when you took them out, you felt like it was they were scraped with a, with a loofah sponge or something? Yeah, like I, 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 I took my hand, I rubbed the bottom of my foot from my toe to my heel, and it was like silk. That's just Jimmy? one of those things that you do, and when you're finished with it, it's so embarrassing that you have to convince yourself it worked. Otherwise, you're going to feel like a shithead. Like, why did I just stick my feet in these fish? So there's no way that worked. It, it was I, totally, those- I totally agree with the, that statement, but I'm telling you right now, in my, my case... It ate the dead skin off the bottom of my feet, which I have to say, and I told Lana, my, the bottom of my foot, including my heel and my in my toe area, it, for a 44-year-old man, yeah. if, if you just took a picture of the bottom of my foot, you would think it's a 12-year-old boy's. That's how fucking really? clean it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Why haven't you ever done this fish thing again if it's so uh, great? I can't find it. They, they, don't, they don't do it in the States, or I, I haven't seen any place that's that Miami does. Airport. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe I just haven't come across it. I heard that they can't oh, get the fish. Yeah, they can't get those fish here in the United States. I think it's illegal to import those fish. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know. Uh, uh, that's pumping up, that's just I, pumping up the story for you. You can't even get these fish in the U.S. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, you know they, that must be true because by now Sebastian and Lana would have had a fish party where everyone came <laughs> over. They, they had a big tank. Everyone has martinis and puts their feet in the big tank. <laughs> what, what, what kind of fish only eat feet? There's, there's another. Only these are the only fish feeding fish that we have. There's no, no other fish that will do that. That's bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they got these fish. If they, uh, I think, and there's another selling point. I think they're specially bred to eat skin. I don't know if that's a lie, but that's what the sign said. These these fish are are given uh, human skin right off the bat, and that's all they know. It's it's like uh, they're conditioned to do it. Wow, that is uh, you must have to train them. Special yeah. fish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, later, oh man. God, man. it's been fun, man. It's been fun. Speaking of massage, I got a, I got one. I got the guy coming over to to rub me down. Uh, I got to give you some dates here. December seventh. No, this is the guy I've had for quite some time. This guy's a lifesaver. I'm going to ask him about the Thuragun. I'm going to have him dig that right into my uh, my oh, neck. I want to see what he thinks about it. Um. All December seventh, right, December seventh, Indianapolis. December eighth, Louisville, Kentucky. First time been performing there, so come out, 
to that show. St. Louis, Missouri, December 9th. Um, and that's all I got for you today. What a fun hang, especially... Uh, like to thank, oh, December 10th, Nashville, Tennessee. like to thank Jimmy from Boston for taking time out of his busy night to join us here on the Pete and Sebastian Show. Jimmy, Thanks. you're the best. Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks for Lou for putting together that compilation always, of, uh, always, Lou. of those guys for our game today. Uh, as always, thanks for Pete. Uh, for uh, for adding so so much color commentary to what we do here. My name is Sebastian <laughs> Maniscalco. Enjoy the weekend, and we will see you next week. Don't you Later. Or I'll be lost beyond recall. The kiss in your eyes and the touch of your hand leaves me weak. And my heart, it may grow dizzy and may fall. If I fell under the spell of your cold I would be, I'd be lost in the undertow So you see, I got to say no, no All or nothing at all The show has ended. The consistency from front to back is is what the, is that number two? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I bought three of these things from the Mexican deli. I gave the guy a ten. He gave me six bucks back. <laughs>